Amen. As you get that tonight, I want to share with you uh, something that, uh, that's not working, Some, something that, um, that God's been kind of speaking to me, and I want to talk to you about uh, becoming a force of character uh, today. I want to talk to you about becoming a force of character, becoming the person that those around you need the most. Uh, so let's define character, a force of character. You know your character is a force? Your character is a force. Let me, let me define it for you. Character is the mental and moral qualities that are distinctive to an individual. Character is the mental and moral qualities that are distinctive to an individual. Now, now, now ask yourself this. Where in your life are you, are you growing in your character? Right? Ask yourself that. Am I, is my character in development? Am I, is my mental and moral growth, am I making progress mentally and morally? I, I will say this. You got to be careful. You got to be careful because, you know, when, when degeneration exceeds regeneration, you're dying. And as a nation, I want us to understand something. As a nation, you have, you've been to a water park and you see how the water spills in that big bucket that got up there? As a nation, we've got to reverse this. And, and, as a, and, and the way we reverse this, we, we look inward and we deal with it in ourselves. So when degeneration exceeds regeneration, then suddenly, so if you don't have enough cells multiplying in your, in your body and too many are dying, you're dying. But if you, can, if you can cause regeneration to exceed degeneration, then suddenly you have life and life more. You know how you get that? You get that through Jesus. You get that through Jesus. But character, character is, this, is the force. You know you were made to be a force to be reckoned with? You were made to be a force. The problem, though, is that the thing that makes us a force it's our character. Character is a force in your life that if you'll, if you'll make progress in your character, your, your character will f- make a force on this world. It will push back on the world. So you have to, so then you have to, like, if you'll commit to, to progressing in your character, so mentally, right, you got to mentally progress and morally progress. Now ask yourself, where in your life are you not growing mentally or morally? Where is there, where is there character compromise in your life? It's, it's, we all have it, all right? So don't get weird. Don't get freaked out, right? We all have moral compromise somewhere in our life. But today I want to help us develop strong mental and moral qualities consciously like you if you don't like if you're not conscious about your moral development if you're just passive if you're not engaged in your morality right then you're degenerating so like culture doesn't just happen character doesn't just happen these things don't just happen you don't just wake up one day and and poof you're a good christian I want us to understand that. Like, just because you come to church and you hear a couple sermons, that doesn't, that doesn't equal good character. Good character comes from 
a progression morally. Like this, how do I increase my moral position? How do, how do I become better morally? How do I become better mentally? This is your character. Character determines your force. Your character determines the force upon which you, you impress the world. Good character, just think about the people in your life that are most influential to you. Think about the people that, that, that most effectively mess with history. Just think about their character. Think about, think about the character of, of like the JFKs or the Dr. Kings of the world. These, these, are, these, are, these are strong figures that had one thing. They had character. And their character was a force that, that, that ripped through history, that, that pushed back on boundaries, that, that, that pushed back the, the, the heavenlies and allowed like, Jesus to come in the situations. Like moral force. Your character's a force. So here's, here's what we have to do. So we have to then focus all of our faculties on developing a character that is greater than our fears, stronger than our temptations, superior to our problems, and clearer than our confusion. You have to create a focus on your character that develops Faster than your fears, greater than your fears, stronger than your temptations, superior to your problems, and clearer than your confusion. Your character has to be greater than what, than what you're afraid of. You know what's happening in, in, like right now? Like People are compromising because they're afraid. So we've got to teach a generation... We must raise a generation that fear their moral law more than their responsibilities. You know what abortion is? It's the fear of responsibility more than the fear of the moral law of God. And we have to reverse that. We have to reverse that. See, what we got to put in a generation is you should fear violating the moral law of God more than you fear the responsibility that, that comes from a decision. Like if, it, but that comes from like, that comes from what? Moral compromise. If we don't, if we don't put that in us, then, then temptation is gonna come and we're gonna compromise morally, which means our character's compromised. Moral compromise is a character compromise. So character must match our confession of faith. Your character has to match your faith. And you have to avoid conflicts of your character. And the way you do that is you weigh your character and your desire. All right. Here's your character. Here's your desire. Which do you want more? Good character? Or do you want the cheesecake at 3 a.m.? I'm using that because it's benign. You know what I mean? Like, let's get a little more aggressive. Do you want good character, men? Or do you want pornography? The desire. And when, when, if you want this more than you do character, this is a moral compromise. You chose the desire of the flesh more than your character. You, which, when that happens, suddenly the balance flips 
and your force in the world is, is diminished. You want to be, you want to, you were not made to be soft. You, you, we were not created to, to just, you know, give the enemy a little shove. We were created for this violent faith. It says the violent, take it by, by force. There's a force that defines the believer's life. But it, it's tied. Your faith is not, is, not, is not devoid. Your faith is not devoid of your character. And I think in many instances in church, we confuse the two. We, we kind of dilute the one over the other and say faith covers everything. But your faith is only as powerful as the substance of your character. And we gotta, we gotta, you gotta internalize this because if you don't have character, but you say I have faith, and I'm gonna tell you, you don't have it. Because your faith force is only as powerful as your character is. You can't, you, you're not strong enough in your faith unless your character is right. And, and, and we focus a lot on faith. Man, just faith, just believe that you can and you will. And then, but we don't focus a lot on like, no, you gotta have the character to believe for that stuff. There's character that's attached to faith. And if, if your faith is more than your ability of, of character, then you're weak in faith. You won't be able, your force, your push on the earth will be minimal. At best, at best, you must become a force. And here, here I want to take you to the, real quick, to, to Micah 6, verse 8. And I want to read this for you. And you say, how do we do it? Okay, here, here's how you develop your character, right here. Micah 6, verse 8 says, he has shown you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to what? But to do justly, love mercy, right? And to walk humbly with your God. To walk humbly, to do justice, to love mercy. In the person of Jesus, you have the trifecta of character found in Amos 6, verse 8. There is this, in the person of Jesus, you will see that there is this just mercy and this humility found in the person of Jesus that defines his character, which then creates a force of heaven on earth in his life. Here it is. So, so, we gotta, so these are the requirements of character that force an invasion of heaven into the earth. These, these, these are character building. I promise you, if you'll, just, if you'll just say, all right, here's what I'm going to do this week. Practice this with me. Practice. What are you going to do? I'm going I'm to do justice. I'm going to do it. I'm going to love mercy. And I'm going to walk humbly with the Lord. If you'll, if you'll do that, I promise you, your character will increase. And as your character increases, suddenly, so, so suddenly as your character, your mental, right? Your mental capacity will increase. Your character will increase. You're, now suddenly, you're, 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 you're going to increase here. And as you increase there, your strength and your force on the earth is going to increase proportionately. So first it says to do justice. So let's talk about this. What does it mean to do justice? Well, first of all, you got to do something. Because it didn't say believe justice. He said do it. So you got to do stuff. You know what's wrong with people today? They don't want to do stuff. They want to say stuff. They want to believe stuff, but they don't want to do stuff. We, 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 we've slipped into this like, like, 
take it easy, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to chill. I'm going to take it easy. You know, I don't have to work hard. Listen, sucker. It, you, don't, you don't have to work hard, but if you don't, you're not going to have any force. You don't have to go get it, but if you don't go get it, you're not doing anything. You know, this passive approach to faith is, is, is weak. It's, it's, it's heretical. It's not real. It's not real. James said it. He said, you have, you have faith, but you don't do nothing. And you're self-deceived because you, you say you believe this stuff, but you don't do none of it. So what did he say? He said, do Justice. If you do justice, I promise you, your character is going to increase. And as your character increases, suddenly, right, suddenly you're going to get stronger. You're going to have a more powerful force. So to do it, it's not enough to profess it. you got to do it. Jesus said that unless your righteousness exceeds the Pharisees, what does that mean? He said unless your righteousness exceeds the Pharisees. What did the Pharisees do? Well, they were experts. I mean, they were, they were experts. They could tell you exactly what the word said. They would break it down for you, and they would tell you, but they would never do it. There was no doing it. And unless you do it, it don't count. I want you to know, James said, if you don't do it, it don't count. You just believe. And I'll tell you what. I can tell you right now. You want to know what somebody believes? Watch what they do. Watch what they do. Don't watch what they say. Don't, don't. You want to know what you believe? Here, forget everybody else. Look at yourself. Everybody put your hands right here. Look at me. Look at me. So you want to know what you believe? What do you do? Tell me what you, tell me what you do. Somebody said, oh, oh. <laughs> it, was like it was disappointing. So I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> ask yourself. Ask yourself. What do you do? Not what you say, not, not what you read in your devotional, but tell me what you do. Do, do, and here's, here's, what, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Do what you expect from others. You, that's justice. It, it, it's only justice if, okay, it's one thing for me, you know, the, the expectation for me is different than the expectation that I put on you, right? But here's the deal. You want to do justice? then do what you expect them to do. Do what they, that suddenly now there's justice. And when justice comes, suddenly you become a moral force in the earth. Do something. We're not, we're not permitted to pass judgment until we do justice. Make that a rule for yourself. I'm not allowed to pass judgment on you until I do justice. This, you know what this will prevent? This will prevent criticism a critical spirit because I, I, I unless I'm doing what I'm judging you for now suddenly now suddenly like I, I I only earn the right I only earn the right to say you're not doing it if, if I'm doing it but if I'm not doing it so so do what you expect others what you expect from others and your faith is not what you believe your faith is what you do do justly do it. I was a, there, was a, there was a moment over the last like, year or so where I asked myself like hard questions. And if you want to have more of a, a force, 
then you have to ask the questions you're afraid of. I remember somebody not long ago, they said, uh, like, uh, like, 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 the conversation was something like, we should be really honest with one another, you know? And I was like, no, let's not do that. You know? <laughs> I automatically knew, like David, I'm like, no, I don't trust what's in the heart of man. No, no, I'm cool. But what, but what, so I wouldn't advise that. You know, I wouldn't advise that because I don't know that we have the, 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 the grace or the truth in balance there. But what I would suggest is if you really want to become a force in the earth, just kind of sit in a room one day with Jesus and say, hey, uh, where am I compromised morally? Where am I compromised mentally? Where am I not growing? Where am I not progressing, God? Like, speak to me. Like, and I had that conversation with myself. And, and I've had it in, in, in a number of areas. But uh, one of them was in the positivity thing where I'm like, I'm, I, I got to be more positive. You know, like, so I said, you know what? I'm going to be more positive. And there's some things I'll, I'll share with you in the, at the end here where that's what I did to be more positive. But another one was that I was... And once again, like this is a, a, these are hard conversations. And, and if you want to be a force, you have to ask and be willing to have the conversations that most people won't if you want to be a force. If you, if, you, if you just want to exist, that's fine. You know, you can. But if you want to be a force, you're going to have to ask the questions. The, you know, the force is hidden behind the thing you don't want to ask. That's where it's hidden. And, I, and I, I looked in the mirror and I said, I don't, I don't like that. I didn't like what I looked at. I didn't like it. And I, and I, and I said, why don't I like it? And, and the reason I didn't like it is because I lacked the discipline. Like I lacked it. The character lacked discipline. So I said, and that's a hard conversation, you know. And, and, and you ask God that. It's a hard conversation to have. You don't want to, just trust me, you don't have that conversation with anybody else. You know, Troy, you're, you know. You're checksy. You need to stop eating donuts, right? You don't want to hear that from nobody else. But when Jesus says it, it's cool, when Jesus says it, it's cool, if you're willing to ask that question yourself, where in your life are you morally compromised? And if you're able to have that conversation, he'll look back and say, you don't have any, di- you, you, you lack discipline. And now suddenly that's a sobering moment and you've got a choice to make. Either you want your character to increase or you want to eat donuts in the middle of the night, Troy. It's up to you. Back to donuts. Either, you know, it's, it's up to you, though, but you've got to ask yourself those questions. And so, you know, where is it that you're compromised? Where, is it, where have you sacrificed what you know is right in your life? Where have you permitted, like, this woke version of Christianity to come into your life? You know what's, what's really weird today? In, 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 yeah, no, I'm not going there. No, not going to do it. Not going to do it. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't, that, was, that was the part of the negativity I promised I wasn't going to do. You know what I mean? But when, it, you know, when, here's what I, I will say this. When I've seen, I've seen Christians over the last 25 years go woke. I watched them go woke. Where suddenly now they rationalize their convictions. 
And once they ra- once you rationalize your convictions, you compromise your character. And once your character is compromised, you don't have the force it takes when all hell comes against you. And what I've watched on families, I've watched families just disintegrate at the seams. I mean blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled families. Holy Ghost-filled families just fall apart. And I've watched death, hell, and destruction come into their lives because they went woke. They thought, no, I can do that. I can have a little bit of drink. I can have, I can have a little bit of smoke. I can do that. But I'm telling you, I watched it happen. I watched degeneration coming into their life. I said, man, you're compromising your character. It might be okay for the guy over there, but there are some of you in this room, I'm telling you, it's not okay. And you're compromising your character and you're weakening your force against the enemy. And when he comes after your children, you ain't going to have but one choice. The world ain't going to be strong enough for you. There's not enough counseling out there for it. Jesus is the only answer. This word is the only answer for it. I tried not to go there. When you compromise what you know is right, you go woke all of a sudden with your convictions like, no, gee, grace covers that. Grace doesn't excuse your sin, man. No. Like, and, and I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying for, like, and, and everybody's in the process here. So let me just say that clearly. Like, everybody's in the process. But I'm talking about folks that are so far down the line of the process, you're like, no, you're way past that point. You are not allowed to do that. And I'll just make it clear. If you're up here in this vicinity anywhere, you are not allowed to do that. You know what I mean? And, and, and altars and pulpits are compromised across America because we went woke all of a sudden with our convictions. And our character's compromised. And we say, no, we can do it. And you're like, yeah, you can. All things, all things are permissible. All things are lawful, but not all things are permissible. And you can do it, but what you compromise is the force of Christ in your life. So yeah, you can do it. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it, but don't ask Jesus for the power to raise the dead. Don't ask Jesus for the power to anoint the sick and watch them come out. Don't ask Jesus, don't Jesus heal me. No, 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 you forfeited that right way back then. You went woke and you forfeited that stuff. You don't get that stuff anymore. It's character. Your character, your force is proportionate to your character. So what you do matters. Your purity is proportionate to your power. It matters. So yeah, 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 you can do it. But just know your purity is sacrificed. And once your purity is sacrificed, your power goes with it. This is illustrated in Samson. Do you want me to show you? I'll show you all through the Bible where great men of God, great men of God, compromise their their character. And once they, look at David, compromised his character, should have been in battle. Instead of going to battle, he's sitting on top of his house looking at pornography. And suddenly it came. He compromised his character. Didn't Didn't go to war when he should. Man, you belong in war. Should have went to war, but didn't. Stayed home instead, took it easy, took his leisure, knew she was out there, took the opportunity to look at it. And when that happened, his force was weakened. And I'm not telling you that you can't be restored here. You can. But there's time. 
it is not instantaneous. Like, I mean, it could be. Let, let me, I, I repent. It can be. But what's it worth? What's it worth? Is it worth your children? Is it worth it, guys? Is it worth it? Build your character. Do justly. But you've got to do it. You can't just believe it and not do it. And when you know to do it right and you don't do it, sin. It's compromise. When you know what's right and you don't do what's right, it's compromise. And once your character is compromised, your force is compromised. You're not going to be able to push it. It's going to come to you and it's going to attack you. And he's relentless, man. The enemy is relentless. He is just relentless. He seeks whom he may devour. He's after you. He hates you. He hates your kids. He hates your marriage. He hates your family. He hates your friends. Your feet stay. He just hates you. And he's coming after you, and he's relentless. He won't stop. And just because you, your character is compromised, just because you want a little taste, you want a little looky look, or you want to, you know, just because you want to do that, but, but he will come to you in a moment of your weakness where you can't push back on him, and he will take as much as he can. He will know no limits on your life. He will take as much as he can. He will take as much as he can from this nation. He will take as much as he can from our children. He will take as much as he can until we say, no, no longer. I'm going to build my character. And as I build my character in Christ, as I practice the virtue of Christ, not just believe the virtue of Christ, not just signal the virtue of good, but when I actually do what I say I believe, when I do what I say I believe, suddenly I grow stronger in my faith and I'm able to resist the temptation of the enemy. Do justice. And he said, love mercy. As the prophet said this, love mercy. You got to love you some mercy. And you said, that's simple. That's simple. You know what? Mercy there means kindness. Just think about that. Just with me. Just in your mind. You got to love kindness. More. More than you love being right. Oh. But I like to be right. You can. But you got to be kind. And you got to love it. All the things to love, he said, you got to love you some mercy. Love kindness and with mercy. <laughs> he said, he's pointing, he's pointing, he said, look, she got to be more kind. She got, preacher, she got to be more kind. <laughs> with, with kindness, you know, you know what is like holding the hands of kindness? Forgiveness. You can't, you can't offer, you can't be kind and not forgive. It, it's like it holds the hand of kindness. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant, and what does he keep? Mercy for a thousand generations. The character of, of our God, of Jesus, is the one who keeps the covenant of mercy, kindness, for a thousand generations. This is his character. Just think about that the next time you want to give the guy the finger who's driving next to you, you know, or something like that, you know what I mean? Think about that the next time you want to be mean to your spouse. Be kind. 
Because the character of your father is that he offers kindness for a thousand generations. I mean, there's a lot can happen in a thousand generations, but he's still committed to kindness. When justice is, and here's, here's what it means further. When justice is violated, you have to be kind and love them anyway. That's why it follows justice. He says, do justice and love mercy. What he's saying is, what the prophet is saying is, your justice is going to be violated towards you. And when it's violated towards you, when you don't get the justice from them that you know you deserve, you still are obligated, your character is still obligated to be kind, to be forgiving. Kindness must be loved. It must be, he said, love. Love mercy. You gotta, you gotta love it. Some of us don't like to love mercy sometimes. There are days I wake up dark. I wake up like, I wish somebody would. I'm the only one. You're, pay, pray for your pastor. I wake up some days feeling dark. And, and I want you to know that that character is a choice. I have to make a choice to love mercy. Because some people test your mercy. Kids test your mercy. Government test your mercy. Government test your mercy. Government test your mercy. Politicians test your mercy. The tax system really testing my mercy right now. You got to love it. You got to love it. Of all the things he's told you to love, he said, you got to love mercy, love kindness and forgiveness. And then finally, he said, you got to walk humbly. Humility, watch this. This is like the character of Jesus, right? Jesus loved kindness. He, he did justice. When he hung on the cross, he didn't, just, he didn't just recite what the Father said. He did justice. He did justice, right? He loved mercy. He offered, he was kind. And just because you, you love mercy doesn't mean you don't tell the truth. Doesn't mean you can't be truthful. But you've got to love mercy. And then you have to walk humbly. Humility is a mark of a Christian that has great character, humility. It doesn't mean you don't have confidence. It just means that you walk humbly with your God. You know what, what humility is? It's proof that you take a walk with God every day. That's what humility is. It's proof that you walk with God. And how, here's, here's how you can really, like ask yourself this. Ask yourself this. When you win in life, how do you walk? It's not, it's the, everybody's humble when you lose. You take a couple L's, suddenly, you, you know, humility is, is right there. It, it's like it's there to pick you up. But if you're winning in life, ask yourself, how you walk when you win? How do you treat people when you're winning? When, you know, when, when everything's going well in your life, how do you walk with, with God? When you're winning, how's your walk with God? How do, how do you walk with people? Pride is proof of walking alone. 
when you see pride come in your heart, you can know you've left, Jesus ain't with you. <laughs> He's not with you. If, you. if you have pride in your life, I'm telling you, you took a left turn when he took a right. You left Jesus way back then. You need to go find him. You need to go find Jesus. You watch how people walk. Confidence with dependence. Strong in the Lord, broken before Christ. You can walk strong in the Lord and broken before Christ and you know, be as confident as you, you can be. But if, if you're righteous, if you're righteous, you're walking with God. Righteousness is walking with God. It brings humility to your life. There are times when in my life where I've gained entrance to places not because of who I am, but because of who I'm with. Right? And what, what humility tells us is that I'm with Jesus. It just, it teaches us to identify like who we're with. I'm with Jesus. Therefore, I walk humbly because I realize he gets me through the door, not me. I realize he gives me the healing, not me. I realize he preserves me, not me. I realize I'm with Jesus. So I can't take credit for any of this. So I can't be prideful for any of it. I have to be humble because I'm just with Jesus. As long as I'm with Jesus, I'm winning. As long as I'm winning, I, I have to walk humbly. There's no other way to walk than humbly when you're with Jesus. So correcting character compromise. Here's what I want you to do. Here's, here's how I correct my character compromises. And like I said, everyone has them. Here's how you correct them. You ask God to identify your character weaknesses. So you want to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might? Anybody want to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might? Raise your hand if that's you. That's you? All right. So I dare you right now in, in the closing moments of this service to ask yourself this. Ask God this. God, reveal my character compromises. Reveal where I am weak in my character. Ask God. God, where do I need to be corrected where do I need to grow in, in strength in my character? Because I want to be strong. I don't, want to, I don't want to be a weak Christian. I want to leave a force. You ought to, you ought to be strong. But the only way you're going to get strong is you, if you have a hard conversation with God. Number two, stop being so easy on yourself. The, the, you know, the other day I was talking to a friend, and he was telling me, he was telling me, everybody wants to be easy on me. Oh, you know, and I walked in, the, I walked in there, and uh, he, he began to tell me what he knows he should be doing. And he shared with me a story. He said, I knew, I knew I should have been doing this, and I didn't do it. And you know what I was doing the whole time? I was like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And about five or ten minutes later, he looked at me and said, stop telling me it's okay. I said, you're right. It's not okay. You should go do that. I was just trying to be nice, but you're right. You should be doing that. Matter of fact, you're about two years late from doing that. You need to go ahead and catch up. Go do some more of it, you know. But you know what he was telling me? He was telling me I'm not okay. I know I'm not okay. I know my character's compromised. I know I'm weak. And man, that's a powerful place to be. If you could just admit to the people around you, admit to God, like I know where I'm weak and I'm, I'm done being easy on me. And that's what he told me. Stop being so easy on me. There are times my wife, she, you know, she's the kindest person on the planet. You know what I mean? She's just, she, the only dark side she has is me. You know what I mean? She don't have a mean bone in her body. She's so polite. You know, and there are times where, like, she'll, 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 she'll let me know. You know. She'll let me know, like, no, that, that's not okay. 
That's not okay. She's about the only one, her and Jesus. That's the only one I trust. Everybody else, keep your hands where I can see them. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because she got the kindness to go with it, you know. But you got to be willing to stop being so easy on yourself. If I could talk to a generation, I would say, hey, you know what? Be harder on yourself. Work harder. Don't believe this narrative, this garbage of like, you know, you ain't got to work hard. You ain't got to hustle in life. That's a lie. That's a lie. You don't. You don't. But you ain't going to push nothing in this world without it. And don't stop being easy on yourself. The stuff that's broken in your life, go fix it. And stop, you know, it's nobody else's fault. And I'll say that to the room. It's nobody else's fault. You're not a victim. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You know, at a time in your life, we got to look in the mirror and say, no, it doesn't matter what my dad did. It doesn't matter where I came from. I'm, a, I'm victorious in Christ Jesus, and I'm not going to give myself an excuse to be less than what he paid for. And that comes from, like, taking it, oh, I just, it's okay, it's okay. No, it's not okay, man. That's the worst thing to tell somebody. That's really not okay. It's okay. So this is it? This is all I got? This is all I got to hope for in this world is this? So I'm going to live like this for the rest of my life? This is what God has for me? No, it's not. God has so much more for you. But you got to stop taking it easy on yourself. You got to demand more of yourself when life, like, when life like, like throws some stuff at you. Like when your marriage, marriage gets hard, you, you can't just bail. You know, you, you just can't walk away from it. When somebody offends you in a relationship, in a friendship, you can't just say, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm going to wipe my hands clean of it. No, you've you got to push through that. you got to stop being so easy. It's easy to walk away. It's hard to stay. It's easy, you know, and, and we, we live in a society that wants to make it easy for everybody, easy for everybody. Nobody, nobody gets told no anymore. Everybody gets trophies. Everybody, you know, everybody, everybody gets a picture taken. Like, no, no, man, listen. You want to win? You got to work for it. You want to be successful in life? You want to you leave a mark on the world? You got you to put, you want to you, you wanna be able to withstand the, the, the temptation of the enemy? You're going to have to push. And the only way you're going to be able to push is if your character is right. And the only way your character is going to be strong is if you ask some really tough questions of God. And you look, you look yourself in the face in the mirror and say, listen, you know, I'm, I don't like what I'm looking at. I look back, I think back on, on, on when I was a young boy. And there was this incident, you know, I don't even want to share it. It's so shameful to me. It's so shameful to me. But I, I was having a conversation and, and I thought, man, I'm ashamed of, the, of that moment in my life. I was in the sixth grade and I, I'm ashamed of it. And I have that conversation all the time. God's like, God, I don't ever want that to be, I don't ever want to, my character to be compromised in that way ever again. But you've got to look it right in the face and you've got to say, I'm not, going, I'm not going to compromise anymore. I'm not going to make it easier on myself. I'm not going to give myself permission to compromise my character because I believe I'm a force to be reckoned with. And you're a force to be reckoned with. Sickness should be afraid when you walk into a room. Like demons should just like, here comes Sandra. They should just walk away, you know what I mean? I want, I want hell to be so afraid when I wake up in the morning and put my shoes on. So I won't go woke. I won't, I'm not going woke, man. I'm, I'm gonna keep my, I'm gonna keep working on my character and if you see it, like, like tell Jesus to tell me. Don't you, you don't say nothing. You just go tell Jesus. He'll tell me. The Holy Ghost better than you. Just go tell him. He'll tell me. And I want to fix it. And I, you can't make it easy on yourself. Number three, you got to repent. Here's, here we go. You got to repent. You got to own it. You got to say, it's not just I'm sorry. 
It's, it's when you repent, what you do is you change your mind. And what happens when you repent, your mind changes and it turns you in the direction. And so repentance doesn't just change your mind. Repentance changes your direction. So what you, what you used to give yourself permission to do that compromise your character, you repent. And you change your direction. So you correct yourself with the help of the Holy Spirit. You correct yourself and you turn yourself. Say, I'm not looking at that. I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to behave like that anymore. I'm not going to be that person anymore. I repent of that, God. Now I ask you to reinforce in my life what, you know, the strength that comes from repentance. Reinforce that. And your behavior, if you don't see behavior shifting in your life, then you haven't repented correctly. If you're still giving yourself permission to compromise areas in your life, then you haven't repented. You're just tolerating it, and you're compromising. So you got to repent. And number fourth, and here's what I do. Here's what I've learned to do. You know, this, this right here is, this, this right here proves that you repented. The other day I was talking to a, a friend, and uh, he's from Detroit. I'm sorry. And uh, I've been to Detroit. I went there, like, this, this last summer, and it's an armpit. I mean, yeah, like that. See, I just said that. I'm sorry. But here's what I did. I said, man, I, I, I went in on him too. I, I mean, I started laying, I started, we were friends, you know, so I just started giving him the business. Like, man, that place is, listen, you made a good move coming here because that place is disgusting. You know, I just started going in on hard on where he's from. He's real, you know, he, he got Detroit in his heart, you know, but I, was, but I was just throwing shade at Detroit. I'm like, Detroit is, you know, you know, I was just giving it to him. And uh, I walked away and, and, you know, the Holy Spirit, also known as my wife, um, <laughs> she said, she said, well, that was a little, you went a little hard on him, didn't you? I'm like, I don't know, I was just, you know, just being a friend. <laughs> and and I got, by the time I got home, the conviction was so bad, I said, God, I'm sorry, I did it again. I did it again. And so I immediately, you know what I did? I immediately sent him a message and said, please forgive me. I didn't mean what I said about Detroit, man, I'm sorry. And you know what happens when you apologize? If you immediately apologize, like your mind becomes conscious, you teach yourself to walk in the direction of repentance. With a, it's not enough that you repent. You, you reinforce it by saying, I'm sorry. You apologize to people. You know how rare it is for people to apologize to people today? And you want to know why we don't apologize to one another? Yeah, look at you all. Pride. And you know what pride proves? We're not really walking with God the way we're, we're pretending to be. We're not really walking with God. We got on the clothes. We got all the nice things. We come sit in the right places. We do all the things. But pride is there. And pride keeps us from forgiving one another. Pride keeps us. And what pride tells everyone around us is you're not really walking with Jesus. You're, you say you are, but you're not really walking with him. So if you really want to know if you're walking with Jesus, ask yourself, when's the last time you said you were sorry to somebody? I try to practice it all the time, and I still don't get it right, but I try to practice it all the time. There are times where, you're like, my wife, you know, will do something to me. <laughs> it's not true. I'm always the bad guy. I'm always the jerk. I know that. I know that. But there are times, and i like, you know how hard it is to say you're sorry? It's hard. But if you're walking with Jesus, 
He won't let you not humble yourself. If you hurt somebody, he's going to tell you, you're hurting people. You're, you're sabotaging people. You're, you're being mean to people. Like, you got you to repent and you got to say you're sorry. Let's stand to our feet as we close tonight. So I want to ask you this question as we close tonight. As we close, I want to ask you, where in your life, where in your life have you compromised your character? Come on, just you and Jesus right now. Everybody close their eyes all across the room. Everybody, every, every head bowed, every eye closed. Right there where you are. You see what, what the world needs, what your family needs. The people around you need you to be the force they believe you are. Husbands, your wife believes you're a force. She needs your character to come up. She needs, the only way your force gets stronger is if your character increases. I want you to ask yourself right now, have a tough conversation between you and Jesus. Where am I compromised? Jesus, where am I compromised? And right there between you and him, listen, have the hard conversation. Make a covenant right now. You're not going to make it easy on yourself. You're going to deal with it. You're going to repent right now and just repent. Jesus, we repent. Of areas in our life where we know we shouldn't be doing that thing, but we're doing it. We want, we, we've chose pleasure more than we did character. And our force is weakened and we know God. So right now we repent of that. God, replace the area of compromise now with the strength of the Lord. Replace it with your presence. We do justly. We love mercy. Walk humbly with you, Jesus. Now, make a covenant to, to apologize more. Just maybe practice it right now, right there with your head bowed. No, don't look around. Just, just maybe say it with me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. That belongs to somebody. That I'm sorry belongs to somebody. I pray for strength and healing, restoration, God. I come against shame now in the room and reproach, condemnation. It's not from you. I pray the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Come and repair, restore, make new, make alive. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. You're here today and you've never given your life to Christ. You know the sound of my voice. I want you to know this. Keep your head bowed, eyes closed. Listen. Sacred moment between you and the Lord. But you need to understand this. You're either going to heaven by faith in Christ or you're going to hell. There's no middle ground. Satan owns the fence. You can't stand on it. So you walk out that door tonight, either going to heaven or going to hell. That's just the reality of the gospel. Hell was never intended for you. Jesus died to, to give you life and life more abundantly. And so I ask you this question tonight. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is give your life to Christ. That's it. It's a simple, it's a simple surrender. And if you're here tonight and you've never given your life to Christ, you've never surrendered your heart fully to Jesus, pray this prayer with me now. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Make me brand new. I repent and I promise to live for you for the rest of my days. It does not mean that I'll be perfect. 
I'm going to fall down, Jesus. But I promise that when I fall and I get back up, I'm going to get back up. And when I get back up, I'm running right back to you. I'm not going to run away from you. Take my life. Make a difference. In Jesus' name. Here tonight, you need healing in your body. Just lift your hands all over the sanctuary. You need healing in your body. Jesus, I bless your people tonight. Heal, heal, heal. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The force of heaven now. Flood this room. Force of heaven, flood this room. Breathe on these. Strength, victory, healing, power. Same spirit raised Christ from the dead now quickens your body. I pray a quickening in your body right now. Every Every cell in your being is now obedient to the word of the Lord. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our Wednesday night. We love you. Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. We'll see you this Sunday and then Sunday night. Can't wait. God bless you as you go.